Trading Nut episode 264. I've had probably three blown accounts. It was because I never stopped when I should have. Now it's gambling at this point. How did I fix it? I'll be honest with you. I think it's just running into good mentors. And after a certain point, they can't help you. You have to want to help yourself. Just a quick shout out to Hamdi Zuka, the late Hamdi Zuka. He's passed away, unfortunately. He was my Smart Money Concept mentor. My first account was a personal account. I withdrew from that. I think it was about 800 US dollars, which I was super proud of because I grew this account from 200. To me, one to 10 was something that got me a lot of my losses back quick. If you ask me now what my risk to reward is, it's one to two. I saw profitability far quicker with SNR than I did other methods. Whatever you put your energy into, you're going to reap some rewards off of it. Folks, we've got Evie's World coming up on the show here today. He's a Malaysian SNR trader who started off with SMC. He shares a ton of value in this episode. There's so much you can actually learn from what he's done. After that, you want to check out the video where he breaks down what he does on a price chart. Epic stuff all around Malaysian SNR. Now, to get access to that, you want to click the link in the description. Now, whilst you're down there, check out the sponsors. We've got Blue Guardian, Black Bull, and Apex. They're all offering great discounts if you are a Trading Nut subscriber. So go and click those links right now. Before we dive in, I do want to tell you about one other thing I'm doing here on Trading Nut, which is kind of awesome. I'm building out a trading strategy based on fair value gaps. We're automating the whole thing. In fact, we have automated it already. We've started to get some results coming out so this is dropping over the next few weeks we've got live calls where I'm doing these tests you can see in the live calls how I come up with these results and this one was one of the results we got like literally out of the first hour and a half of testing it was on one pair so we've got tons and tons of markets to choose from but this is the first one we found it has two to three trades a month with a 38% win rate and an 8% drawdown over a six year period so folks this is looking pretty promising if you do want to get your hands on that there's links to that in the description also now before we dive in let's check out and see how I'm getting on with my blue guardian challenge all right, folks, here we are on the Blue Guardian dashboard. This is my account. We've got a loss and a win this week. I'll show you why it wasn't the cleanest of weeks at all. Let's dive in and have a look. So you can see here, this is the first trade. I actually took it the week before, right at the end of the day. What was I thinking or the end of the week? It gapped up the next week and it took me out way past my 1R stop loss. So I actually took more than 1R loss on that. That was a real shame. Then nothing more for the rest of the week until I missed a position, had to enter it manually, guessed the lot size and got it wrong to the point where I had to suffer through all this drawdown. Thankfully it didn't hit my stop loss because it probably would have blown the account. The Guardian protector would have been great at that point. I didn't have it running. I got out of the majority of position at break even and then I took my actual trade here which got me out at just about 1R. So that was it for the week, just two trades. I'm bringing more pairs in this week, so hopefully more trades, and let's see this account get up there back into the blue. All right, guys, if you do want to grab your own Blue Guardian Challenge, click the link and the coupon below the video, or one word, Trading Nut, and you'll get yourself 10% off at checkout. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Nut. We've got Avi's World here in the house. Now, I've been trying to get this guy on for quite some time. He's been trading for five years. Uh, he's profitable trader for three and a half uh, he's a Malaysian SNR trader, but didn't start off there. We're going to get his full story here um, and find out all about how he uh, does what he does. So, welcome to the show, Evers. Thank you, thank you so much for having me on. Now, um, to start off with, look, I, I, I've seen you. You've been in my Telegram group for a long time, like almost sorry, my li list of Telegram groups that I've sort of kept an eye on. So, I'm so glad to get you on. First of all, um, but let's start off at the beginning. How did you get started into trading, and how did it all sort of formulate from there? Right, so I got started with trading actually through a friend of mine in, well, he's no longer a friend of mine after you listen to this story, but 
Um, so I got introduced to it um, back in late high school. So when I was just going into college and, you know, when, when at that age, you want to sort of get independence, you know, you want to start earning something um, and, and have that freedom to sort of earn um, on the side. And so I took his suggestions and his advice, signed up to a broker that he told me to sign up to. And after basically the cut the long story short, it was an MLM marketing or scheme or something uh, yeah. pyramid scheme Most they call it marketing yeah yes yeah. here we go a, a pyramid scheme and it was notorious in malaysia you know you it's not like you had a bunch of these popping out of nowhere but this particular group was very famous and apparently a lot of people liked them so i said okay let's go into it i didn't know it was a pyramid scheme of course i didn't even know what it was back then to be honest with you i didn't really understand it and then later i found out that the way these guys earn their money is through recruiting other people under them. And so they would get um, commissions, if I'm not wrong. That's how they earned commissions. And so I didn't like that idea at all because when I first joined, the way they um, got you in was through this moment in time where gold just kept on buying. And um, so they would say, all right, so price is low, so let's just buy a bunch. And so you would see the profits. Genuinely, I earned a lot of money during that time for somebody who is just getting into college. It was a lot of money. And I was uh, very impressed by what they, what they showed us. But after that whole gold rush calmed down, I asked them, all right, so how do I start trading? Actually, they said, well, to be honest with you, the markets are really hard to trade. So you need to get people, <laughs> you need to get people under you. And what's going to happen is that we're going to add you to a group. And so we're going to send you, we're going to forward you on WhatsApp a bunch of these signals, which had terrible results, by the way. And um, regardless of that, you would earn from your, your younger sort of. And I did not like that one bit because that just seemed super unethical. I was not teaching them anything. I was not bringing them any value. I was just saying, all right, you know what? Let me forward this message to them. So yeah, basically that was how I got started with it. And um, after that, I started, you know, I was left with this sort of thinking of whether this was even real or whether the entire forex industry was a scam until i realized no actually you can make money from this in a legitimate way it's just you got to learn from a valid source right and yeah that's how i got started with smart money concept actually yeah it's it's funny like just on that it, how many people do start off and look i was the same thinking that this is actually a scam that nobody's making money in this at all uh i mean what was the thing that got you over that hump because otherwise if you if you kind of don't get over that hump you're always forever thinking, you know, it's hard to commit to it for a longer period of time. And was it something that you discovered yourself? Yeah, sure. Because I joined Telegram communities when I first started out. I think that's where most people found who Avi is through Telegram communities. And I would really try hard to learn from that. So to answer your question, how did I sort of get over the hump of figuring out whether this was even real or whether it was a scam? I got introduced to a bunch of smart money concept leaked courses i'll be honest with you man i consume them um like most people out there would and i found that okay these guys actually had people who are making very good trades yeah maybe you know some of them did not exactly show us track records or anything but they were making trades they were calling trades out before they occurred which really impressed me and i said that means this has to have some sort of validity to it and that's when i started learning and i gained my own success in it. I was like, okay, I may not be consistent. I may not be making a bunch of money just yet, but I can see what they're teaching works. So, yeah. 
So you went from sort of clueless in gold to uh, SMC. I mean, how did how was it you were able to sort of take that uh, knowledge and then apply it without any sort of kind of uh, I suppose roller coaster ride of you know the, the typical trader emotions that that get in the way? Well, I had terrible psychology when I first started out, which is why I preach that the most now. And I used to have over trading problems. I used to have issues of revenge trading. And let me tell you something that was probably the most difficult thing for me to overcome, which was my psychology and um, constantly looking at the charts when you place the trade now that's all remediated because I have experience I've taken care of the psychology uh, the psychology aspect of things um, how did I fix it I'll be honest with you I think it's just running running into good mentors running into mentors that have gone through this stuff as well and they tell you what to do about it and for me it was just setting yourself a plan sticking by it and after a certain point, they can't help you. You have to want to help yourself. You have to say, all right, I've placed two trades. Unfortunately, either due to my own mistake or the way the markets are set up, it didn't work out. Am I going to continue doing that? Or am I going to say, all right, for today, we're done. I've reached my risk limit. We're done for today. Let's, let's look at the charts again tomorrow. So it, it becomes, it gets on you after a certain point. No mentor out there is going to help you at that point. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's amazing that well I say it's amazing because it like takes some people forever like it never actually happens for them, yeah. so you obviously manage to somehow get to that point where things like I'm going to sit out after two trades and not go and revenge trade even though you said that, um like i.e. you're not going to sort of undermine yourself to to then go backwards there must have been some pain in there that would have. That would have hurt hurt you enough to go right. I've 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 learnt my lesson and not you know go and touch that hot stove again. What, can you think of anything that happened there? I think we all know the answer. That has to be a blown account, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, yeah the, I, I've I've had probably three blown accounts before. It really solidified in my head the reason I blew those accounts. They were thousand dollar accounts. I didn't even have that kind of money back then. But they were a couple. They were they started off with micro accounts. Then I say, you know what? Okay. I'm not gaining consistency, but I'm seeing some money here. Let me deposit a little bit more, which is fine. That's all, all, that's all okay. It's just that when I looked back, when I sat and I thought, all right, so I have an account in negative balance. What is the reason that this occurred? And I said, it was because I never stopped when I should have. Now it's gambling at this point, you could say. It's gambling. So it's like, that's not healthy at all. I started this to create a, my first ever stream of income. I'm a college kid. I don't have any streams of income. I said, let me in my free time analyze these charts, whatever, create my first ever stream of income. Super exciting. And then I said, wait a minute, it's turned into gambling. And I said, that's not at all healthy. So yeah, that, that was the thing that really right. made it okay. in my head. Yeah. So once you lose those accounts, and I suppose, especially, you know, accounts that you, as a college student, you're not going to have this money readily available. It, it does really hurt and you've got to take it seriously. So, so, um, how did it, how did you sort of turn it around then to you know you started seeing some growth? I mean, can you remember even your first count that that grew and did you like withdraw from that or? Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember my first account was a personal account, and um, I withdrew from that. I think it was about eight hundred US dollars, which I was super proud of because I grew this account from two hundred. So I was really proud of this because I stayed very consistent to my plan. By the way, this was well after I blew those accounts. Just want to put that out there. This is not something I just ran into by, by chance. 
Um, once I started to follow some of my mentor's advice, just a quick shout out to Hamdi Zuka, the late Hamdi Zuka. He's passed away, unfortunately. He was my Smart Money Concept mentor. And he thought us so much as a group. He thought us so much. One of the things that he really, um, I guess you could say, hit back home was the psychology aspect. And so once I followed, once I just followed my plan, it was really difficult. But once I followed my plan and I trusted the system, I started to see the profits come in. My first, that $800, I think it was around $750 to be honest. It wasn't $800, it was around $750. That amount actually came from Smart Money Concepts. It wasn't from SNR just yet. And I didn't even know about SNR back then. And yeah, that, that was the first amount. And when you say like uh, you trusted your system, I mean, talk us through that. So that, that level of trust that, that meant you could, what, like stay in trades or execute trades what was the main thing that we, you were sort of that got you there so that you could grow that 200 to 800 that came from going through a losing streak still sticking by my plan so maybe the losing streak lasts half a month two weeks sticking through the plan so i stop when i need to stop i trade when i see something valid it doesn't mean oh i, I see something valid but i've gone through three losses i'm scared to place no you're like a system. You place the trade if something's valid. If you've hit a certain number of losses, you stop. And I did that. Um, and I saw that the profits started. I started to make my profits. I started to break even. And I started to make a little bit back, little bit more back up um, from where I lost. And so I said, okay, so this can happen again then. If I go through a losing streak, something unfortunate happens, I stick with it. And I should be able to come back up. And can you remember what your sort of risk to reward ratio was at that point in time? Because that kind of, you know, if you if you if you lose ten and you you know you're going for a twenty hour trade, okay, well you're going to you know double double the the loss anyway. I mean, what was what was that like? Um, so I I did not have a majority of my huge R trade. So when you, when I plan a trade, I would plan it for the first take profit. And because of smart money concepts and the way I learned it back then from my mentor Hamdi Zuka. Um, we had really good risk to rewards and they were very, it was very realistic for us to hit them. So I'm saying you could start off with like one to eight, one to 10, which in the SMC world, not talking about ICT, but with the regular smart money concepts, offshore keys, unscripted effects, which was run by uh, Hamdi Zuka. That is, that is not a lot. They are talking one to 50 and they, well, all of that stuff, but one to 10 is a ton of R. You're getting a lot of reward for your risk. It, people don't seem to deep that. Mm -hmm. If you're getting one to five, that's a lot of reward for your risk. But anyway, um, so what I did was, I'm so sorry. Could you please repeat that question? So, so, so yeah, well, I suppose just, just, to, just, to, so you, it was really just understanding like what the risk to reward was on the trades. And you're sort of saying like one to 10 was, one to 10, yeah. you know, you, you're going like conservative at one to 10, which to me sounds like like way out there. Like yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, one to 10 sounds like a humongous reward. It is. It so, absolutely so, is. But, but that for you was, was conservative on this approach. I'll be honest, it wasn't conservative. We still understood it was a lot. It's just when you compare it to some of what these other guys were doing, whether or not they were actually taking their profits at 1 to 50, that's a different right. story. But they've yeah. planned the trades beforehand to go and reach this level, and it has. But to me, 1 to 10 was something that got me a lot of my losses back quick. Um, and because we had... We were placing trades. So the entire idea of placing trades on a lower time frame and then taking your profits at a logical higher time frame, take profit immediately maximizes your, 
mm. reward potential. So I think that's what makes that one to five easy to get, one to 10 easy to get. If you ask me now, I'm sorry, I have to um, go on about this. If you ask me now what my risk to reward is, it's one to two. That's not a joke. I'm trading Malaysian SNR. My risk to reward is one to two, not one to three, not one to 2.5. No, it's one to two. That's it. So yeah. Hey folks, what a view behind me. I'm at Blackball Markets headquarters here in Auckland, New Zealand. Speaking of views, you can get TradingView paid plans for free at Blackball Markets, saving you up to $600 a year. That's right, get either the Essential Plus or Premium plans absolutely free, and all you need to do is trade from one lot a month at Blackball Markets. And you can also get a 100% deposit bonus for your first deposit up to $1,000. All you need to do is click the Trading Nut link in the description below. Yeah, it's interesting. So you've you've gone from that like one to ten to the one to two. Like just on that, why why is the one to two more appealing, or, or what what kind of dif- what's the difference between trading a one to two versus a one to ten? I honestly think the answer to that question lies in the fact that I have less time to look at the charts now, and so I prefer scalping. So if yeah. I'm taking a swing trade, like back then I was in college, uni, come back home, right? I don't have many other hobbies. Okay, I can sit there for like two three hours with some music in there with a drink right? Watch the charts for whatever reason. But now I have a lot more things going on now that I've graduated and I have a lot more things going on. And so I want to look at the charts. So I'll give you an example, right? I look at the charts within two to five minutes. I've understood what's going on. I know what I'm going to do if price gets to a certain area. And when price does, I set my little trading view alert. When price does get there, I take my profits in 60 pips or I lose the, or I lose the trade with 30 pips less. That's it. It's quick. I lose quick, I win quick. The um, win rate, as you call it, is higher now that I've understood my system better. And I think the key word here is that I spend less time on the charts now. That's mm. why it appeals to me because like scalping, yeah. you don't have to take too much time managing your trades. Swing trades, four days, five days, got to look at it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So so those those high R trades at the start, I mean, what kind of markets were you trading to, to get there? purely euro usd a little bit of uh gbp usd and for some reason um a lot of people in the smart money concept space i'm talking about the vast majority of them they do seem to have an issue trading gold but for me after i understood wyckoff with smart money concepts which a lot of people hate on wyckoff but to me it really did um you know get something in my head over there um with wyckoff and smart money concepts it really increased my win rate on gold and i think that was where i started with gold Okay, right. So, so um, Euro US dollar one to ten. I mean, what time frames were you looking to get in on? We were getting in on well, sometimes the one minute, but a lot of times we would enter. So we would look at points of interest to enter from the five minutes, fifteen minutes max. We don't go more than fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so how long would a trade run for? We sort of talked about managing the trade over a number of days. Yeah. So that would be swing trading, right? So with smart money concepts, I never really, well, towards the later part of it, I did do scalping and I really enjoyed it because it, I, that was when I sort of transitioned into scalping with SMC. But with swing trading, yeah, I mean, you're, tr- you're talking gold. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's quicker. With EURUSD, it can be, when you're used to trading gold, EURUSD is a bit slower, but maybe around four day trade, swing trading. I've tried position trades where you're taking them based on weekly targets. I don't know whether my psychology was really built for that. Um, I used to take profits off prematurely, which you could boast, oh, one to 100. You did not take your profits at 100 R. Um, that did not happen. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's the fact that you've, the skill is still there in the sense that you've called those trades out beforehand to hit the target. But did you really have the psychology to hold your entire position one to 100? Yeah. I don't personally think that's very practical. 
so so back in the day when you're doing these, you know, the, the SMC stuff, I mean, how much would you take off the table at, at different points? Well, could you hold it to, you know, a 1 to 23 or something like that? Well, what I did was uh, a, it was a very simple approach. I took a majority of my profits if I was being impatient that day. Again, that comes back to my psychology. But if I saw something I didn't like to see and I was a little unsure of this trade lasting, I would simply take my intraday profits and I would take a significant chunk off the table. I'm talking 50, 60%. And I would leave the remainder to run its course because at the same time, this was where I was building my discipline and my appetite for holding it to what you've planned to hold it to, right? So yeah, I would take take some of them off prematurely, but I would keep on practicing holding my trades to the amount that I'm supposed to hold them to. Mm. And, and how far did you take the, the SMC uh, in terms of like, you know, by the end of it, you were doing X amount a week or, or, or a month or something like that? Yeah, I think SMC, I spent a lot more time doing SMC. My trading journey was majority of it was spent doing SMC. Um, so I took it to, I think it was, I, I started with like really low percentages, of course, but I think I even worked it up to about 10% a month, 15% a month on like really, you know, good, good days. Those didn't come in large numbers, of course. I would still consistently make around 3% a week, um, 2% a week. Yeah, around those ranges. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you had to break it down, like how many trades were you taking a week? With SMC, swing trading, because I would trade EURUSD, I would try with GBPUSD, didn't enjoy it. I didn't really understand the behavior of it. So I would do EURUSD and gold, EU gold, EU gold. And so it would play between those. So let's say on EURUSD, I'll take maybe two, three trades a week. Um, on gold, maybe around the same, I would say one or two trades a week on gold. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, that, so that sort of migration over to uh, Malaysian SNR. I mean, what was the genesis behind it? How did it all start? It started. Oh, that's a really good question. So it started with um, this one trader, Malaysian trader. He's still active in the space. Who thought me engulfing? So the method of using engulfing candles, which literally is just the creation of order blocks, and you would use the creation of order blocks to to understand the flow of the market. So it's going to flow from one order block to another, but they wouldn't call it an order block. They called it engulfing. And so um, that was where it started. I started with that. Didn't see much success with it, to be completely honest with you. I did not see much success with it at all. I understood it. I gained profitability, but in terms of consistency, I'm talking a win rate of 45%, which is just not good. If you ask me now, that's just not good. And mm. so from there, that was engulfing. They didn't call it SNR. No, it's engulfing. And then I said, I heard around in the space, there were whispers around in the space of SNR. And they said, wow, you know, there was a much better understanding of this. Look at the entries. They were far more precise. So I went and I followed a couple SNR traders on uh, Instagram, Telegram. Mostly they were on Instagram. And I saw, wow, their trades looked really impressive. And their profits, they were, they were doing, they were calling live trades. There was no deleting of screenshots if things didn't work out, they were calling live trades. And I was like, this really looks legit. And it was, I started learning it. Um, and I saw profitability really quickly with smart, with SNR, excuse me, which was uh, really surprising to me because I saw cons uh, profitability far quicker with SNR than I did other methods. So yeah. Right. It's, it's it's interesting that isn't it because i was going to sort of say like you know obviously you're trading the smc stuff and probably at the same time you're doing the learning the S snr why why was it 
I mean, you're obviously making money with the SMC. Yeah, yeah SNR was um, a lot faster in terms of becoming profitable, but did it? Was there something else about it to to make you think I'm going to make the switch to just focusing on the style completely? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, a much simpler, less complex approach to understanding the markets. That's one. The second thing, which was the biggest turning point for me, which was that with uh, support and resistance, I understood the movement of, I would trade gold a lot towards the end of my SMC journey. I would still, I would migrate from EURUSD to gold. And I found that I understood the movement of gold far more effortlessly with support and resistance with this malaysian support and resistance so yeah that was the biggest reason for me and do you, do you think that like because i've had a couple of other traders on here and both of them i believe trade gold with uh malaysian snr so it, is it a gold kind of strategy or is it more just gold moves in a way that um gives you profits quicker i mean why why gold and why not something else there are smart uh, excuse me there are support and resistance traders in malaysia that do trade other pairs gj very rarely euro usd i think a big appeal to it is how volatile gold is you get your profits quicker typically and even during a day which had a which has a bank holiday it moves relatively uh, quickly that's one of the appeals but i'll be very honest with you i have not seen much success um using my support and resistance approach on currency pairs so sometimes i post videos on my youtube channel we'll talk we can talk about that later but i post videos on there and i see a lot of people ask me in the comment section hey does this work with gold only what about euro usd and i say i'll be honest with you i've not gained success on currency pairs using uh, malaysian snr i'll admit that maybe there's some knowledge out there that i have not been exposed to i'm sure there is um that would help me gain more uh, consistency and profitability on currency pairs but no, I did, I'm not very successful trading currency pairs using SNR. I am very successful and I find a lot of consistency and profitability trading gold. And it seems, it seems as though the behavior of gold follows the rules of this particular concept called storylines. It follows the rules of this storyline concept very religiously. And uh, that makes it very easy to understand. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because currencies, I suppose, because they're more mean reverting, it, it kind of possibly make means there's just too much to in the way to get a decent storyline most of the time. Is that could that be the reason? I'll be very honest with you, Cam. I you, don't have the answer know, to it. Though. I don't. Yeah. Have the yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's funny, is it? Okay. Right. So so it's it, but it is interesting that you used to trade euro US dollar and you were quite successful at it, but now you, your system just doesn't work with it. Which I mean, really sort of brings it back to. I suppose there must have been a few other things with Malaysian SNR which did, you know, get you the, uh, the give you the confidence that this is the this is time to make a shift. I'm going to make definitely make a shift. I mean, the time thing was obviously an element. Was there anything else in there that um, that made you sort of think, look, there's no point in me doing the the smart money concept stuff because I can make is it the same amount of money or kind of the same, or it just felt easier, felt better. It felt I mean, easier. I understood the cons. I, I picked up smart, uh, support and resistance quicker. I understood it easier. I gained the biggest part was that I gained not consistency, but I gained profitability within the first five to six months, which to me is really quick, in my opinion. Um, and then I gained consistency only after I implemented my trading plan, which, again, thanks to SMC, thanks to me going through um, the undisciplined era of. Uh, 
um, my trading psychology and following a trading plan using SMC, I figured out, okay, I know now how to be disciplined with my trading plan. And then consistency just started to flow back in. So now you have a system that takes five minutes to, to analyze and you have already the knowledge of how to follow your trading plan. And so that just creates the synergy of profitability and consistency mm. within, I think, the first year or year and a half of me starting SNR. And, and if you're going to sort of break down uh, verbally how you would go and analyze a chart, I mean, what would be the five minute sort of process? Sure, yeah. So I would open, I could, yeah. So I open um, trade, I open my MT4 nowadays. I trade just off of my phone because that's how quick you can do these things. Of course, when I first started out, you know, you're, you're not sure about certain things. So you open up your trading view and things like that. So what I would do, I would look at the storyline, right? I would look at what the storyline is from the monthly all the way down to the daily. Even though I'm a scalper, I scalp and I, take entries on lower timeframes and I take only one to two uh, risk to rewards, but I look at every single higher time frame, monthly, weekly, daily, their storyline. So I've understood that. Now I understand which zones uh, or rather what's happening right now. And I understand which zones I'm going to be looking to sell from, which zones I'm going to be looking to buy from, obviously. But a lot of times it's not that simple. You have a bunch of zones to buy from. You have a bunch of sell zones to, to sell from. And so what I do is I filter those zones. So let's assume we have five buy zones. What I would do is I would say out of these five, I'll pay most of my attention to two or three of them. And the other two, which sometimes price could touch it and just leave you, I'm going to look for extra confirmation on those areas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's simple. We might jump into a price chart later on and, and, and check it out in detail. Uh, so, so you obviously had a lot of you know, if you've got a lot of traders in your group following you, what you do on a, on a daily basis. I mean, can you give us some insight into like some of the things you're seeing that which traders struggle? I mean, you obviously picked this up pretty quickly, but you had already been profitable, which, which makes sense. Where are other people struggling with this kind of approach? Were other people struggling with this approach? Yes. I think a lot of them do not understand, um, which is fine. They do not understand how each time frame plays into each other. So in terms of the storyline, if you have the weekly that's bullish and you have the daily that's bearish, what now? Like these are two conflicting um, ideologies. What do I do now? What do I wait for? So once you understand, I think a lot of people have issues understanding when everything works together to create the buy, which I wouldn't say is easy, but it's something that takes practice for sure. I guess to me, it just clicked better maybe i had a mentor who or had multiple mentors who explained it better to me i don't know maybe i need to improve myself on that but uh yeah i just understood it easier so to understand how each time frame plays into each other to create that trade um aside from that i think a lot of people just purely have issues with risk management i think that's what it is right so just risking too much on a trade risking too Simple much not yeah risking too much on a trade or un I think that comes from understanding or not understanding that the markets at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want in hindsight. This is something I personally believe in. You can say whatever you want about the charts in hindsight, but when you are sit when you're seated there as a human being analyzing the charts, you still don't know exactly for certain what's going to happen tomorrow. You can't answer that question. So when people watch my videos and they say, okay, so this is a rules-based trading system, Avi. I really like it. This is a rules-based trading system. So if I follow these five rules, that means the trade is going to win. No, not necessarily so. That's where risk management comes in. Because if this, if I can say something like, yeah, okay, practically, uh, or rather I should say, factually speaking, the markets aren't random. We can, we can agree maybe that the markets are run by an algorithm, by mathematics. Okay, cool. 
but you are not the banks, you are not the institutions. So they may not be random to them, but to you as a human being, unless you're viewing the charts in hindsight, it, you can't for certain say, this is exactly what price is going to do. This is exactly where price is going to reject mm. from. And if you could, why don't you just remove all your risk parameters, right? So coming back to my point, that's why you have risk parameters because you don't know for certain. Yeah. And, and a lot of the a lot of the Malaysian traders, and I don't know if you've met many of them, but they typically sort of split their accounts across multiple or their their, their funds across multiple accounts, and then might try and work on a ca- an account and push it really hard. Talking about risk management, um, like risk a lot to get a lot of gain and or and or blow that account. Is that your kind of approach? I've tried it to sh- I've tried it to show people how it's done. I think. Uh, probably two years back, but no, I don't do that. Um, I don't support it. I don't do it um, because I think it gives people who are just trying to find their footing in this space um, an unrealistic result or it's going to create bad habits for them. I think it's promoting. I don't think it creates bad habits for them. People create bad habits for themselves, but I think it promotes a bad habit. Yeah. I think you should, as a, as a mentor or as somebody who somewhat has influence over the trading space you need to promote good habits that's just what i think mm, mm. and what about like prop firms have you ever sort of decided to go for a prop firm like challenge and try and pass it or or uh, get funded or does that even sort of cross your mind yeah so i think that's a really good thing that people who have just gained consistency just gained profitability and if you're confident in your abilities after you've trade at your little personal account, maybe you've done paper trading before that. I think it is a brilliant thing for you to get yourself into. Get a funded challenge, even if it's just 10K by FTMO. I used to have an MFF um, account, but there were some controversies, if I'm not wrong, last year or two years ago. I can't really yeah. remember. Yeah. And after that, I, I didn't like the, I forgot which prop firm it was that had a limit on or had certain rules about trading news and i'm a huge news trader i love to trade news uh, because it just feeds right into storylines anyway but i didn't really like those rules and so i just took my profits into a personal account but forgetting all of that right now how i trade back then i used to use swing trading on gold with snr and then i said you know what i don't have too much time anymore let's go into scalping with snr to answer your question, I, I still think it is brilliant for, for traders to, to get yourself a, a funded account. I had an FTMO account. I had an MFF account. Moved my profits into a personal account. FTMO, I think, is still trusted. A lot of people still trust it. I have friends who have FTMO accounts. And I encourage anybody out there who is confident in their trading, SNR or not, to get themselves a funded account. Now, um, let's dive back into sort of like, I suppose, mindset kind of stuff. Like, first of all, yourself, what do you think made you maybe different from anyone else who's ventured into the trading space? I treat trading like it's life in the sense that you're never going to have good days all the time. And it's what you do on the bad days that determine the future of your account, which would be your life, right? Or your life, which would be your account. So one thing that um, really changed, I, I guess you could say one thing I did differently was I worked on my psychology because I, I figured out that that was my weakest point when I first started out. And um, I would get really anxious when I placed a trade. I would revenge trade. I would be very emotional. And so I figured out, okay, that's my weakness. You, anybody can follow rules, I think, but it's what happens when the trade is not really going to plan. What do you do? 
when your week is not looking good, what do you do? Your month's not looking good. So I really focused on psychology. Aside from that, this is going to be controversial, but it plays into a point that I mentioned before. I believe that some, that a piece of psychology that helped me was to understand that to me, as an individual human being trading the markets, the markets do have an aspect of a randomness. A lot of people are going to disagree. The markets are not random. You know, everything can be explained. Yes, but they can only be explained in hindsight. And again, I always come back to this. I don't mean to start anything or whatever. I'm just telling you what I think, what has helped me. If you know for certain what's going to happen next, remove your risk parameters. Just just risk your entire account because at this point, you're an institution, right? You know what's going to happen next. Mm. Out of these three zones, you know it's the middle one that gets hit. The first one gets stopped out. The third one doesn't get hit at all. If you know these things, what's the point of risk management, right? So for me, again, I don't want to speak for other people. If you have a 100% win rate, fantastic. But for me, I don't. I don't have a 100% win rate. I don't know for 100% certain what the next moves of the market are going to be. So based on that, I can speak for myself and say, I am going to set myself risk parameters and I'm going to stick by them because to me, the markets, although they're not completely random, they do have an element of randomness to them. And all my job is as a trader, as a trader that has acquired the skill of Malaysian SMR or SMC or whatever, my job is to put as many odds in my favor. That's it. After that, I have no control over what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good point. I mean, they're like, you know, it, yeah, they, they just, they're not, yeah, they are random to a certain degree, right? Because yeah, you will, sure. even if you back test it and go, oh, you know, this system is 100%. There's probably something you've missed in yes. there, and look, and I say that because I've built a lot of systems into robots, and things pop up, and you go, "Well, hang on a sec, that's these are the rules," but it's taken that trade. Oh, yeah, actually, that one met the rule, but right. it didn't look like it met the rule. Even in hindsight, it didn't look like it met the rule. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Now, what about like somebody coming into it for the first time, and you giving them a pathway to to becoming profitable? What would that pathway be? I would say. You need to educate yourself on one pair. That's what I think. Educate yourself on one pair first. I think that's quite obvious. And um, be flexible. Once you've understood your rules, once you've gotten a, maybe you've joined a mentorship or you've watched some leak videos, that's fine. But once you've gained some form of profitability and you've understood the system that you're trading and you're working with, educate yourself on one pair to build consistency and of course without a trading plan i can't give you a trading plan a trading plan works with me a trading once you've created what you're going to do when certain things happen once you've done that then it's just about repetition so i think you need to in, in the early days you really need repetition right now I, I i'll be honest with you i think the last time i back tested was like three weeks four weeks ago i back tested because i didn't understand a certain movement that happened so i back tested and i said okay cool i understand it now so that was just to refresh my memory. But after that, you've seen the same things happen over and over again. So what I would say is to, to educate yourself on one pair, prioritize risk management, psychology is incredibly important. And even though you're following the rules religiously, you need to still be flexible. There are certain things that happen in the market. Markets are messy. And uh, I don't mean to steer the conversation in a different direction, but um, I do martial arts and fighting is messy. It's very messy. What you learn in the trading in the training room, excuse me, well, the trading room too, what you learn in the trading or training room, it's idealistic and it is 
something that is rules-based for sure. But when you actually step onto the mats or when you actually dive into the charts, it's messy. And so you need to be able to perform under pressure and you need to be able to make the right decisions under pressure. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, that's just a good. It's a good uh, comparison. The fighting is is like yeah, in the training room, it's like you know, punch, kick. In an actual fight, it's it's not going to happen like that, right? Um, now, what what about uh, the price chart? Oh, actually, before we dive into that, I'll do. I want to play devil's advocate here yeah. and go. Somebody decides to take on Malaysian SNR themselves, and they go off and do a bit of research. Maybe they don't watch your video; they watch someone else's video, and. But they go, oh, I want to trade. I don't want to trade gold. I want to trade euro, US dollar. And they go into it, back test it, can't get it to work. I mean, at what point do you sort of give up on something and go, maybe there's a, maybe it's not the system. Maybe it's the market that I'm trading on. If somebody was focused on like, you know, a market they've always been trading, they just didn't want to trade gold for whatever reason. Here's the thing, man. With SNR, there are certain, um, variations and it absolutely does work on euro usd malaysian snr works on currencies here's the here's the deal though when you deal with different currencies you deal with different behaviors and you need to understand you need to spend time understanding how these currencies react differently i believe that the typical understanding of malaysian snr storyline is working it, it works on across currencies it's just that Certain currencies may not do one thing which gold does. And gold may do two things which currency pairs don't do. You need to figure that out. Me personally, I, I, I haven't. So that's what you need to figure out. And so to answer your question, what at what point does it become apparent to you that you should probably, I, I guess you're saying to, it doesn't work on this pair. Um, I, I think that comes from you testing it on, on gold first. And if you see it works there more effortlessly than it does on currency pairs, then maybe... I guess you should maybe trade gold or I, I'll be honest, uh, if it doesn't work on one pair, but it works on another, I would just go with the other pair. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, I suppose the reality is if it doesn't work, try and try again kind of thing, right? If you're going to back test, you may as yeah. well back test across different time I'm, periods I'm sorry to and different markets. You. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you because it, it does work on currency pairs because I've seen traders who for example which is really odd by the way but there are a few of these traders they learn malaysian snr and they don't at all even touch gold for me i feel like gold is a staple in malaysian snr but they don't touch it and that's fine because they found success on gbp jpy gj they found success on um rallies at ever euro usd but gu i've seen euro usd traders i think i have i know two people personally who trade euro usd using malaysian snr and i'm like okay you've understood something i haven't good for you man yeah so yeah it does work. It, it, it's just about whether you're willing to figure it out. Because I've heard there are different types of Malaysian SNR. I mean, have you sort of pigeonholed yourself into one a specific type of Malaysian style here, or or yeah. are you? And and how would you define that? And like compared to the other ones, I can't even. I don't even think I know the other ones. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are some systems which are very um, heavily based in trend lines. There are some systems which are like mine, which are based on storylines and I guess you could say market structure. Yeah, sure, it's market structure. Um, I don't really bother too much about some of the other variants because I found success in my own. Um, what I do apply are concepts from other variants. So there may be a little trend line rule from the trend line base of, of 
SNR. Some people purely find their storylines using trend lines, which I, I don't prefer to do. I prefer using structure. Um, so I take bits and pieces. Some people, which it's rare, I know only one person who does this, who places a heavy emphasis on timing. And I'm not talking about kill zones. I'm not talking about session trades. Mm. I'm talking about which candles in a year, in a month, in a week, do certain things, uh, yeah. right? So yeah. I think that Again, I have to give credit where credit's due. I think that goes back to smart money concepts and inner circle trader. But um, there are some people who do that with timing. And I've added that into my arsenal. I don't place trades based on it very often because I think it's more suited towards swing trading. But sure, they call it, they call it the OHLC concept. I've just learned it from a really good friend of mine. And uh, it helps for sure. It's a confluence that I add um, if, I, if I'm a little unsure about certain things. So to answer your question, I, don't, I, do, I did pigeonhole myself into this because I found success with this method. But I do also add, I experiment. If someone talks about something new, I say, okay, I found success with what I know. Let's see if I can add a little something else in this. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and if just this is sort of like a hypothetical question here, but I mean, if if something else came along, and maybe it was just an element of Malaysian SNR or, or even a whole new concept, where what would be the thing that would make you shift at this point in time? Wow, it must be something that is far more convenient than um, Malaysian SNR. It must be something that um, is more. Wow, it must it must give me. I guess it. it the only thing really would be something more convenient, but I can't imagine something more convenient yeah. or quick to analyze, you know, like with Malaysian SNR, there are probably three things you need to do. Maybe, I don't know. It depends on you, but probably three things you need to do to set yourself up for a decent bit of consistency, a decent bit of understanding, I should say. Um, if you, yeah, I, I, I struggle to, I struggle to think of a system that has fewer rules to follow. Than Malaysian mm. I think that's what it is, and I think what you've—it's what you haven't said there—that is that is the key is a, is a key lesson for everyone, which is you didn't say anything about like you know a system that will give you more money or more profit. Yeah. You know you're happy with the the you know two R. I'll walk away with that every day of the week. So folks, that's something to just consider. I mean, what was the win rate again on that? Just so the win rate. Oh the man, win I've gained. I will answer your question, don't worry about it, but I have far a far higher win rate. I've achieved a far higher win rate with Malaysian SNR than I ever have with smart money concepts. And I think that has to do with my understanding. It doesn't have to do with the concepts. It doesn't have to do with mm. MSNR is better. No, it's just I understand it better and I've practiced it more maybe. Um, 85%. I've never gone higher than that, but I've achieved 85% on gold and I'm very proud of that because I used to have the highest I've achieved with Smart Money Concepts was two months of 70 to 75, 74%. Um, I, do, I do take my win rate very seriously. But when I first started out with Smart Money Concepts, man, what, 55, 60%? But the R was good. So at the end of the day, you do end mm. up with a good bit of profits. But with gold, and you have to understand, you're holding it for 2R. That's it. it. 60 pips, actually, is what I hold it for. I can be specific with it. 60 pips, nothing more. You get you get that hit more often than you don't. Out of ten trades, I get that hit eight times, maybe nine it, times. It, yeah, it's good. And you're you're not doing any sort of management on those trades, right? You're you're literally just barely into any, the trade, barely any. So if there are maybe if I'm a little doubtful of a certain scalp, it's just one to two R. But if I'm a little doubtful on it, I will set my trade to break even. My rule is I don't set my trade to break even. I place my trade thirty pip stop loss, sixty pip 
take profit. Of course, I follow my rules, whatever. But if I'm a little unsure about whether this is going to hit my 60 pips, maybe it reverses halfway or whatever, and I have that doubt, which rarely happens. But when it does, I set myself to break even once a little bit of structure is broken. I can get into more specifics, but once a little bit of structure is broken, I set myself to break even. Yeah, that's it. Mm, interesting. And, and th- sorry, what was the time frame again that you enter, enter on mostly? Okay, well, um, nowadays I enter on M5, M15. Um, but I don't want to share about that because it's two reasons. One is it's not my concept. This is not something from me and I respect the person who gave it to me. He does, he wants this to be kept within as gatekeeping. It's his thing that he thought it is what it is. I, ha- I can't just be the person to give it out. That's not right. But the second thing is that I never gained the 85% win rate using this. I, right now my win rate is probably 75 maybe. Um, yeah, so it's dropped, but I'm still very happy with it. But back when I gained my 85% win rate, I never used this lower time frame way. So it's like, you don't need it, you know, because now when people hear, oh my gosh, Avi has mentioned something about an M5, M15 on Cam's training podcast, they're going to say, screw whatever he's thought before, let's go and find this out. Come on, man. And the next person's going to hop on your podcast and talk about something else and they're going to hop on that. So I'm trying to say, focus on what, focus on the fundamentals first because that's how I got that win rate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when do you when you sort of like you know how how do you analyze your win rate? I.e., um, what your trades in, as a whole. I mean, have you got a trading journal or something else? And when, when do you look at it and sort of go back and go, okay, well, this is you know how it performed? Yeah, sure. So I log every single one of my trades. It may seem cumbersome to some, but that's what I do because I'm very big into analyzing my win rates. Which months of the year my win rate has dropped? Um, I try to figure something that out if there's a pattern. So um, I log it on, I think we all know it's called Notion. It's a very popular um, oh, yeah. journaling yeah. app. I log it on Notion. I got it on my phone. I pick it up. I type in the trade. All of these things probably takes me an, an extra three to five minutes. That's it. So maybe, you know, it's a quick log. When did I take the trade? Obviously, my risk appetite is on, on that, depending on the setup. But when did I take the trade? What was the trade? What was the day and month? It's already saved on there. So I don't even have to do too much work. So from there, by the end of the month, I just go back and I do a little math and I figure, I, I think there are some f- uh, formulas that you can play around with in Notion. I'm not that high tech just yet. So I just manually count it up and yeah, I figure out what my win rate is by the end of the month. Yeah. And, and for, well, we're going to dive into like mindset here. So yeah. have you got any sort of mindset things that you do or you've brought into your life that you think others might find useful? I think this uh, applies to far more than just trading. It's for you to put in effort. You need to put in effort. It sounds very um, cliche, I guess. Yeah, you need to put in effort to what you want, but it's true. Anything that you put your energy into, it's... It, it, after a certain amount of time, you're going to see results. Of course, if you're doing the wrong thing and you're not getting results and you still do the wrong thing, it's not going to change. But that's uh, one thing that I've learned um, very heavily in 2023. It's that whatever you put your energy into, you're going to reap some rewards off of it. And after a certain amount of time, even if you've experienced bad moments in it, it's going to account to more. But mindset-wise, in terms of maybe, I guess, psychology for trading, I would just say, man, you have to think like you are a business owner of your account. That's how I like to think about this. I forgot who introduced this bit of psychology to me, but you have to think as though you're running a business and you're buying and selling goods. Whatever it is, you're not going to give away free products, right? In that sense, you wouldn't be over trading. You wouldn't be revenge trading. Don't attach emotions to your trade, which is why it's so important for me to tell you, paper trade first, right? Paper trade first. Use a little 
hundred dollar account. A lot of people say, man, hundred dollars is not enough for me to even practice my, what am I going to use 0.01 lots? First of all, it depends on your trade. But second of all, if you want to use more, it be, it's because you're placing more emphasis on, I want to get more profits out of my hundred dollars. I want to make 150 by the end of this month. Focus on making more right decisions than wrong decisions. Mm. Everybody, this is not just for trading. Everybody, when faced with a choice, you know what the right choice is. You know what the right decision is. You have, it's just about whether you make it. And if you don't make it, are you comfortable with the consequence? Are you, that's the risk, right? If you don't make the right choice, let's say you're being a little bit too flexible with the setup, you need to be comfortable with the consequence. Yeah. Now, before we dive into a couple of quick fire questions here, is there anything that I haven't asked you today that you really thought you might, you know, want to share with the audience? I can't, man. Put me on the spot like this. I can't think of, these are things that I think about in the shower, you know? <laughs> these are things yeah, that come yeah. to me randomly. But uh, no, I think you've really hit the spot on um, a bunch of these questions. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't really, can't really think of anything else. So, okay, good. So we've got it. We've got it all. We've got it all. I believe good. so. Okay. Right, so a couple of quick fire questions here. Um, do you have a favorite entry setup? Yeah, sure. I do like um, the anticipation trades. So um, yeah, we could probably talk about that on a chart later on. But um, I do like trades uh, for people who have been following my videos. I'm sure we have a bunch of people here watching that. Um, but I like the trades where you have yourself um, a daily storyline that hasn't fully confirmed, but it's given you a medium risk setup. And I like taking those because um, they give me an early entry, a good entry. Yeah, it's, it's pretty reliable. That's it. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, I am a huge advocate of IC Markets, trading platform MT4. Yeah, IC Markets. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Worst ever trade. Ooh, this must be back in SMC days. Um, worst ever trade would have to be probably on gold where i think i revenge traded like five times in one night which was yeah it was terrible it was very bad but yeah that that's the worst trade i think i revenge traded about five or six times this was during the first year of smart money concepts yeah learning it uh and, and i showed my my results to hamdi my mentor at the time and uh, he was just like what are you doing brother you know this this is not what i thought you at all and i just felt yeah. so guilty about it because it's like you're right you didn't teach us this you advocated for um strict risk management but yeah and at the time i'm going to throw this one to you did you journal those trades down each revenge trade or was it like I'm out of control here? I'm just Oh like... no, because because I barely even had well, I did have a trading plan because I adopted it pretty quickly and I understood the importance of one, but I didn't really bother uh, about it because at that time I was like, man, I'm following the rules. It's not working. I'm placing the trade, it's not working. I'm placing another one. It's shown that little M5 break of structure. It's still not, it's just going back upon it. Please, I was just frustrated and that just revealed that exposed to me. Wow, you're getting you have a you have a very bad habit of getting emotional at the charts, and so I said from that was actually a huge turning point for me. That now nah, you gotta really take your psychology seriously. Now, um, you're a young guy. Uh, you've you've obviously cracked trading. What what do you, what do you see the sort of next five to ten years looking like for yourself? Is it like I just want to rinse and repeat this? I love it so much. Or have you got sort of other aspirations? I'll be honest, I. Rinse, I would like to rinse and repeat this continuously because I approached trading. I've always actually, even from the start, back in high school when I got introduced to this stuff, um, I've always approached trading as a way to 
cover a certain part of my life. So for example, I'll give you an example. When I first started out with Smart Money Concepts and when I actually gained consistency, I used those profits for to cover the amount of food I would spend or the amount of money I would spend on food that month. That was always how I viewed it. So I never really viewed um, trading as the be all end all, the primary source mm. of income. That's just been me. It can absolutely be that. If I were to scale my scale my account right now, or who knows, maybe pay for um, a, a new um, fund, funded account, absolutely, I think that would be very good. Um, and I'm, to be honest with you, I'm really considering that towards halfway of this year because I have certain other things, aspirations that I want to um, pursue. But halfway through this year, I really do plan to take another. Um, funded account and just document the entire journey for youtube just to show just to show people the ugly side of it you know if i lose i'm gonna i'm gonna admit it if when i win look this is how you you know you could do these things and it's to inspire other people but also for me i, I really have thought about that um but for for me i've always viewed trading as a side income and it just so happens to be that i've gained a lot more profitability and consistency that i've able i've been able to not just take care of food for that month, but I've been able to take care of a lot of other, maybe hobbies, right? I pay for my mixed martial arts class using the profits from trading. And it feels really nice because it's like, it's sort of like it's free, sort of, because you sat at the back of your phone, you've placed a trade, you win some, you lose some, but at the end of the month, you've gained enough to go ahead and pay for the mm -hmm. things you want to pay for. And that's just a nice thing to have. And do you like have sort of a withdrawal routine on, you know, I'm going to withdraw at the end of each month or when when the uh, I had a profit target, something like that? Uh, for me, I, I used to have a profit target. Now I just withdraw at the end of the month. My profit target last time, it used to be, I think it was, um, I think it was 5%. Well, it first started off with numbers. So if I gained like $100, I would withdraw 50 and leave 50 back at the account, something yeah. like that. Basically, I would sort of create a little, um, yeah, a little thing like that. Um, now I just withdraw at the end of the month, um, and it's quite nice to see how much you've, well, how much you've earned if it was a good month, how much you've earned, um, and how much if you've lost, how you've gained it back through the discipline of following your routine, which I really like to see. Yeah, brilliant. Well, look, um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? Best way for traders to get a hold of me, Telegram probably. Yeah. Okay, we'll tell you what, folks, you should be able to see it here if you're on the screen in front of you. Um, if not, head over to TradingNet or jump into those uh, links below this video or podcast in the description there, and you'll be able to find the links to his Telegram there. Look, thank you once again, Avis, for coming on the show. Um, everyone, head over there, tradingnut.com, grab all the stuff, and until next time, I wish all my listeners a trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there you have an interview done and dusted with Avis World. Now, if you want to check out that video to find out what he does in price chart, there's a a link below this one here we can actually get access to that so go and check that out whilst you're there check out those sponsors there's some great offers on at trading nut and if you're looking for that robot i mentioned at the start of the show find out through robot lab live you can join there and join this current build it's only available to the people that join during this time so if you want it there is a coupon code for sticking around to the end it's fvg video use that code at checkout you're gonna have a massive discount there all right folks enough from me and i'll see you in the next episode